0: This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. Lords and ladies, it's time to gather round for another chapter of Harry Tan. Hang on you guys, I am back with an all-new podcast called Harry Tales. I'm Harry. I'm your host. This is chapter one, and we're here. And I'm back on the mic. It's been one year since I put down the mic. If you're new to the Verse, then you might not know that I had a podcast called Scrolling, and uh, that lasted a year, and we ended that. Um, me and my old co-host just decided to go in opposite directions and I'm back now with this new podcast and I'm so excited, a little nervous just to be back on the mic. Uh, just, just stick with me, stay with me. But with this first episode, I wanted to kind of introduce myself because I've been kicking around the internet for a very long time and you might've seen a tweet or a post or a TikTok or something of mine, and you might have been like, Who is that? Why is he always on my feed? I mean, sorry, that's presumptuous. I'm not always on your feed, but if I'm on your feed ever, if you follow me and you don't know my origins, um, I was born in 1903. No, I'm, t- I'm totally kidding. I was born in 1994, um, but I just wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about myself. Chapter one. My name is Harry and I'm gonna tell you a bit about how I came to be online as very Harry Hill, um, which is probably how you know me. So the internet began and then I was born. And I feel like I was born in that little sweet spot in 1994, which is the best year to be born. My first brush with the internet happened when I was in 4th or 5th grade. I was on Club Penguin and I ran a WordPress for Club Penguin. It was like kind of like a Club Penguin fan website. Um and I was a girl on Club Penguin. I was a club I was a girl on Club Penguin. That was my first internet persona. And I would go to Catholic school and then I would come home and I would go on this club penguin blog that i wrote and i would just talk about everything that was happening on club penguin but as a girl so it was kind of this weird like penguin fishing like it's kind of like a catfishing vibe where i was like a girl on club penguin so that was the first that was my first internet persona and then in 2011 when i was in high school Um, Fast forward to 2011, I joined Instagram along with a lot of other people who wanted to take pictures of their coffee and seashells, and my very first post on Instagram was October 16th, 2011, and it was a picture of my friend Meryl stuffing Budweiser cans into her Marc Jacobs bag, which at the time was like revolutionary, dangerous, cool you know, off kilter, it was everything that, it it was everything that 2011 was, um, and everything that I, and every, and everything that I was in 2011. So that was my first post on Instagram. And that was on my old account, which at the time was called lemon King 13. And I just posted random stuff like any other high schooler in 2011. um, pictures of my salad, pictures of my face. I think the selfie was just, the selfie had kind of just been invented and I was an early adopter of it. Honestly, I think having a decade to perfect my angles um, has given me kind of an edge in this day and age because now I know my angles. But anyway, 2011, first Instagram post, Fast forward to college. I wanted to be an actor, and I thought I was going to move to LA. So I auditioned for schools in LA. Um, I got into some of them. I didn't get into others. But then my friend Olivia, who goes to who went to Fordham in New York, suggested that I check out Marymount Manhattan, which is a school on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and she said, it's all gay guys. And I said, okay, where do I apply? So I applied, I auditioned, their acceptance rate is like 85%. So I got in by the skin of my teeth and I moved to New York and the rest is history. So thank you guys for listening. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. So I moved to New York and that's really where my life began. I feel like I don't really remember... Maybe if you've moved, um, if you moved to a different city ever, you might feel the same way where it's like you had your life before moving to the city and you have your life after moving to the city. Like I feel like I don't really, I would love to go back and meet myself before I moved to New York because it's so different than who I am now. But I moved to New York. I went to acting school at Marymount Manhattan and halfway through I was kind of hit with the realization that like, I can't do this. Like I, we were starting to do historical, historical plays. Um, what are they called? I don't even know. Period plays Shakespeare. And you know, you had to do the deep voice and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember being in a scene with a girl, one of my classmates and it was a love scene and it's like, what do actors do? They act. But I had to kind of like, not like make love to this girl, but I had to, it was a love scene. So we had to like embrace and like do the whole thing. And I was like, okay, do, is this, is this who I am? And I actually really liked the play. I just hated being the like man love interest. And so I, I switched majors. I was in a a straight acting BFA Route and I switched to just general acting, and I picked up a fashion minor, um, <laughs> which I use every single day. So when I made the switch from straight acting to general theater studies, I think that was me shifting from okay, I'm going to be an actor to okay, maybe I'll try to just be myself because I, um, you know, can play many parts, but the best the best part that I play is myself. And I didn't know it then, but social media would develop into a viable career by the time I graduated-ish. So fast forward to 2016. I'm graduating in 2017. It's crunch time. What the am I going to do with my life? Um, and I had been following some people that make memes on Instagram that was there was kind of a meme boom and I was like okay okay I see you memes I get it I've always been hilarious so uh maybe I should try my hand at this um I started kind of playing around and I don't know if anybody remembers beige cardigan um hopefully beige cardigan isn't listening to this because i think beige cardigan is still a thing so yeah beige cardigan is still a thing (laughs) and i kind of took notes from beige cardigan and i looked around and i said what what do i have that could be like my meme persona and my eyes landed right here on my louis vuitton backpack So I made at Louis Vuitton backpack on Instagram at kind of like fall 2016. And then I went to Canada with my family. I know it's like I make an Instagram account and then go to Canada. Sounds a little sus, but we were just going to Canada for vacation. I know again, sounds a little sus, but it was for New Year's and I had been playing with posting other people's memes on Louis Vuitton backpack. I was like, okay, this could be for my friends. This is like a Finsta. Finsta was kind of a new thing. It was, it was cool to just make a side account where you post all of your random internet findings, because at this point we've been on the internet el- enough. You know, we all have camera rolls full of random stuff. Where, where are we putting all this content? Cause we can't put it on our regular accounts. So I made a little Finsta at Louis Vuitton backpack and on new year's day 2017 i wrote i thought i'd make louis vuitton backpack my main and just merge accounts and post everything over there but idk it didn't feel right and so now i kind of just want to abandon my main for a little like a couple weeks and just post here question mark idk idk i really just don't know thoughts like i want to post everything i post on my main account should this be my main account the new year got the best of me and i was like I'm going to make a change, but it was dumb and anticlimactic, and I missed posting today. So I'm on my side account, Louis Vuitton backpack, talking about how I wanted to make some sort of change on my regular account, which is like the one that all my friends and family followed. And that was, that was like the shift. I woke up that day on New Year's day, 2017, and I was like, I'm going to commit to Louis Vuitton backpack. So the very first meme that I've ever posted according to Louis Vuitton backpack was a picture of Gwen Stefani wearing Beats headphones. And it says when the plane hits a patch of turbulence and starts dipping and bouncing. So you turn on grimes, lean forward and prepare yourself for a chaotic situation. And that was on January 2nd, 2017. That was my very first meme. That was like me entering the meme arena. And ever since January 1st, 2017, I have been posting on Instagram nonstop. (laughs) Not only Instagram, but Twitter is how I made the memes. Um, And then I would just screenshot them and post them on Instagram. And then I kind of, I never really got into Twitter because it was just too much. I really focused on Instagram so hardcore. And so I graduated May, 2017, and I wanna say, by that time i had like almost 10,000 followers which um y- you know you go from 9,000 to 10k you get the k getting the k was very important to me as a young creator um but it was a very interesting time because i was also working as a red bull girl i was driving the red bull mini cooper around the brooklyn queens area And again, I was posting memes this entire time. So I would be in the Red Bull Mini Cooper posting memes, like (laughs) pretending to work. And I would go home and I would post more memes and I would wake up and I would post memes. And I was living in Bushwick with girls that I met on Facebook. And then that fell apart. So then these Irish people moved in and I kept posting memes through it all. And I want to say that having that year of unbridled just kind of like throw it to the throw it to the wind throw it at the wall see what sticks creative vibes um because again there was no there was no partnerships back then I wasn't being paid it was all up to me it was um it was it was probably the the most creative moment of my life like if we're being honest that 2017 summer where i was just shit posting on instagram and developing a voice and seeing what people liked and what they didn't like see what resonated i think that was like really when i honed my my voice and myself and my account so i guess we could call that the bushwick meme era that was 2017 and if we fast forward to if we fast forward to May first 2018, that is when I switched my username from Louis Vuitton backpack to what it is now at Very Harry Hill, very scary, very scary, very hairy, very scary because I people people had started coming up to me at my restaurant job. So I went from working Red Bull. I was working at a restaurant. I was catering, and people started coming up to me saying, are you Louis Vuitton backpack? Are you Louis Vuitton backpack? And I was like, okay, if people are starting to recognize me, I want them to know my name, and I want them to recognize me um, as Harry, not as a backpack. She's cute, but she's not me. And I also was starting to see that maybe Instagram could be a career for me. In 2018, I still didn't really – know if it could be but I was like okay let's just keep doing this I like working at a restaurant even as I was working different jobs I was a Red Bull girl I was a waiter at a boozy as at a boozy brunch spot you guys say boozy brunch seven times fast I triple dog dare you I bet you can't do it boozy brunch I worked as a waiter at a boozy brunch spot and I would get everybody drunk at the table and then I would make them take out their phones and I would say, okay guys, follow Louis Vuitton backpack. That's me, that's my meme page. And even during that time, I I really romanticized the idea that I was like a starving artist. in the In the digital age though, you know what I mean? I'm not walking around with a script in my back pocket like I thought I would be. I was walking around with an iPhone in my back pocket, posting memes under the bar, ideas would just come to me and I would just whip them into meme form and then I would post them. And there was no thought, there was no rhyme or reason or recipe yet because I was still in my creative creative era, like my juices were flowing. I was like 22, but I, I kept that in mind. I was like, I'm a starving artist. Um, I wasn't starving, but like, you know, I was living in Bushwick with people from Facebook. We've all been there. So the, the end of 2018 arrives and my best friend, Libby, who is known on my social channels as Gwen. Um, if you are a Gwen stan, this is your your ears probably just perked up. But Gwen moved to New York City to live with me. It was like a dream come true. So I'm 23. I'm living with my best friend in Bushwick. She says, I'm gonna go find a job. Let's find you a job. I was like, okay, I've been working at the restaurant for long enough. I've done the boozy brunches. I've made every drunk girl in the East Village follow me. I was, you know, I was running out of I was running out of like new, you know, new audience members. So I was like, where else can I take this? We go to a coffee shop, Devocion in Williamsburg, if you're familiar, and we sit down and we're looking through job listings. She finds um, a job, I don't actually know what she was doing. Um, she was, uh, uh, this is about me. So I find a job listing that was for Mashable. And if you don't know what Mashable is, it's kind of like a Buzzfeedish uh, like website. Like if there's a viral video of a building falling over, <laughs> we would write a little article. Uh, <laughs> they would write a little article about it. So this job listing for Mashable was for a spot on the culture team. I love culture. The the listing said, you know, are you super online? Do you love being on the internet? I was like, absolutely, yes, of course. I've been, you know, on my iPhone more than I've been in my own mind. Like I live on the internet. So I send a little uh, cover letter Oh, TBT to cover letters. I sent a cover letter. (laughs) I don't remember what it said, but it wasn't normal. But I also knew that the job wasn't like a traditional job. So I go in for the interview. I get the job. And I join the culture team as a fellow, which basically just means paid intern. But I'm so excited. It's on the 15th floor. It's in Manhattan. I started the same day that Gwen started her job. It was so cute. We have a picture of us on that morning where we both started our jobs and we both look so little. It's so cute. So my job at Mashable is to write little clickbaity articles for the culture team. And I do that for about five months. And then in May, I get a pitch email. That was part of the job. I would get emails all the time from PR people wanting me to write about collaborations for brands or new restaurants or anything. So I get an email and it's a pitch email from hotels.com, which is a travel booking website. And they wanted me to write about a contest that they had coming up and they were going to pay somebody $10,000 to be flown around to six different pools all over the United States. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to write about this because it's not, it's not as interesting as a building falling over. Like, like the usual viral videos that I was writing about. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to write about this, but I am going to apply. So I applied, I opened a new tab. I'm sitting there at work. I'm like, I remember that the prompt was, tell us about your favorite pool and describe it to us or something. So I looked up cool pools and I found one in, I think it was Vegas. And it was like bong shaped, like it was shaped like a bong. So I I pretended like I had been there and I was like, my favorite pool is this bong shaped pool because it's so great. And I added a bunch of little pool puns and it was great. It was a little paragraph, but um, it was good. And I remember being like, this is, this is funny. So I emailed the girl back and I said, Hey, I can't write about this, but I did apply. I send it off. I forget about it. And then a couple weeks later, I get an email that's like, you've been selected to be hotels.com's pool hop summer 2019. You guys, I have never at this point had more than like $77 in my bank account. I was going to be paid $10,000 to fly around to different hotels and write little captions about them. I was over the moon. I was jumping around the kitchen with my mom. I told my whole family. It was a huge thing. It was like it it was like the equivalent of a kid booking a disney channel show i'm sure like that's how i felt like that i was like okay this is it this is my ticket (laughs) this is my ticket out of bushwick um (laughs) so i go to six different pools i have the time of my life i get the ten thousand dollars it wasn't a joke it was real i go to these pools i come back to mashable and i'm like i think it's time for me to do this full time. Like I need to chase my dream. So I quit Mashable in November of 2019. So after I leave Mashable, I am working with hotels.com kind of on like a frequent basis, like maybe once a month and it's sustaining me or so I thought, but I had never been a independent contractor. So I didn't know that basically like half of my paychecks were going to taxes. So I thought I was making a lot of money. They were paying me, but I didn't realize that I would have to pay half of it back at the end of the year. So I wasn't really like I was I was trying to figure out how I was going to actually make this work. You know, $10,000 can pay your Bushwick rent for a couple months before it's like you're going to need to go stand on the corner. <laughs> so I think the reason that I was able to leave Mashable confidently was because i had kept creating on instagram i had kept posting kept posting like you guys i did not stop posting and you can scroll back through my page if you're bored or something but i have so i went through so many different eras like at one point i grew out my hair thinking that i was going to be like a model and i went to the I went to the hair salon because I grew it out and then I wanted to dye it blonde and I went to the hair salon with a picture of Margot Robbie. And I thought that I was going to, I thought they were going to spin me around in that salon chair and I was going to be like booked in a Quentin Tarantino film tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like I really thought and I turned around and it was like, you know, kind of like fried blonde hair. And I was like, oh no, like, Maybe I should have kept my job. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm just trying to illustrate that I went through many different eras, and I never stopped posting on Instagram. You can see it all At one point, I stopped posting memes for a couple months, thinking, "Oh, I don't need memes anymore." Mm, yeah, I kind of did. Um those, you know, memes memes were kind of like my oxygen. And when I tried to wean myself off of them, I felt it and i think everybody else felt it and i think um i think the main point is that i kept posting on instagram so whether or not i was posting memes i went through all my different eras but by the by the time i left mashable i was like i have a portfolio if you will online and i can i can do this i can make this a job paid partnerships are a thing that i keep seeing so before the pandemic hit i started workshopping something that i had wanted to do for a couple years doing this thing called podcasting and i met this guy on instagram as i do and we had been talking for a while just kind of like instagram friends we would dm about pop culture stuff and we started talking about doing a podcast together and i was like okay okay but it takes me a minute to do things and I kept on putting it off and I kept on saying, I don't know, what is it going to be called? What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Are we sure? Can I do this? And finally he was like, look, let's just do it. So me and this guy from Instagram started a podcast. It was called Scrolling and we would record every single week. It was about pop culture. About three weeks in, coronavirus hit. So we were... um bedridden (laughs) we were we were contained to our spaces we were contained to our rooms in bushwick so we started recording remotely and there was a moment where it was like should we even do this like we were three episodes in nobody gives a shit if we just stop but we were like let's do it this is something to live for you know two gay guys talking about pop culture week after week is like you know it's medicinal especially in a year like 2020 so we kept at it we kept doing it And I looked forward to it every week. So we started recording remotely, which is good because I went back home for a couple months and basically all I did was work out and collect sea glass on the beach. I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. And if you're familiar, um, they sit on Lake Michigan, which is me. I don't think it's one of the biggest Great Lakes. But it's fine because this podcast is not about the Great Lakes. Um, But I would go down to the beach and collect sea glass. 2020 was a weird year. And basically all I did was podcast, look for sea glass, and try to stay sane. I'm getting word that Lake Michigan is the second largest Great Lake. So I spent a lot of time looking for sea glass on the second largest Great Lake, which um, is Cooler than looking for sea glass on the third largest Great Lake, but not as cool as looking for sea glass on the largest Great Lake. Um, but I am a middle child, so I'll I'll live with the second largest. Anyway, I was trying to stay sane. I'm not sure if it worked, but I kept posting on Instagram. You guys, I kept posting on Instagram during 2020. So I moved from posting memes under the counter at the bar to posting paid partnerships in quarantine at home which is a unique pipeline I think I'm not going to I'm not going to harp on how weird 2020 was because we've heard the harps we've heard them all we don't need to hear any more but I will say that a couple a couple 2020 highlights I got verified in the summer of 2020 and that kind of like upped the ante for me. I was like, oh, the mothership has recognized one of its own. Basically, I was reached out to by like one of the head meme officers at Instagram, which was a very cool moment because it was like, okay, I'm being recognized by this app that I've literally poured all my thumb sweat and tears into. So... (laughs) they reach out and they're like, they say we're copying TikTok without saying it. They say, hey, we're coming out with a new video feature. Do you wanna test run it? And I said, you know what? Sure, I will, but you're reaching out to me. Would you please verify me? Would you, would you please verify me, Instagram, please? Please? And three hours later after sending that email with all of my, cause you need credentials. Like I couldn't just be like, verify me. I, but I, you know, I'd been kicking around. I had written for Mashable and galore. And I was quoted in um, a New York times article about travel influencers uh, getting held up by COVID. (laughs) It's actually a funny article to read now because it's takes place in March 2020 and it's all about travel influencers literally not being able to go to tulum and how it's like wrecking their lives and i was quoted at the end because i was like it was like harry hill influencer is staying at the williamsburg hotel working for hotels.com and like the future is uncertain you know and it was but i sent off my credentials to instagram three hours later i was verified i got the blue check something happens when you get the blue check and honestly, I can't, I can't describe it to you unless you have it. Like it gives you like your skin turn, like your pores start to close, your hair gets shinier. Like something just happened, like everything, just like your whole body just like is, is verifiably stronger. So, so that was a highlight. Getting verified was a highlight. It, it, was another kind of sign that okay I can do this we got it we have it in the bag and then let's see at the end of 2020 oh also 2020 um housekeeping I moved to Manhattan I moved from Bushwick so I got my ticket out of Bushwick was COVID no offense um because I got a COVID deal because They were giving away apartments (laughs) so i moved into a one bedroom on the upper east side of manhattan which i'll probably get into the upper east side later on but right now i will just say i have this weird thing wherever i talk about living on the upper east side that i have to disclaim that like i'm not living like in a park avenue co-op or something like i'm living on york which is like one step before the river and i live in a little walk up that may or may not be falling apart 2021 comes the podcast dissolves we we end the podcast different visions different vibes i'm doing more influencer stuff like suddenly suddenly my dreams are coming true i'm getting invited to parties i'm going to events i'm saying yes to a bunch of things i work with a bunch of brands I'm doing paid partnerships on the daily. Remember when I said that I kind of needed memes? I kind of, like, don't really need memes as much, even though I'm still posting meme stuff on Twitter. And, like, there there is a vein of memery throughout all of my content um, that will I think will always remain. It will always be an artery. But I'm doing paid partnerships. I'm kind of leaning into this influencer life so much that I kind of, like, transcend my own irony about it like I have always been there's always been like an ironic side to my content that all of a sudden in 2021 is like realized in a way where like I am kind of like poking fun at influencers but then I like am an influencer and in 2021 is really when when that is kind of like set in stone like like you know getting getting press or little articles that say like influencer. So anyway, 2021, the world is opening back up. Things are changing. The world is the world is worlding. <laughs> Going off of this kind of like influencer vibe is the fact that I sign with a manager. Um shout out Silvana, my manager is kind of like the verification of 2021. Like it's like me being a full-time content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, I had been negotiating my own paid partnerships, which I'll again get into in the future. I feel like that could be its own episode or two or three or seven, but I get a manager and finally I feel like the pop star that I was always meant to be <laughs> no I can't sing I wish but I get I get this manager and she takes me to the next level so now I'm doing paid partnerships I'm like 26 then I turn 27 crazy 2022 hits you guys I think the vibes that I'm feeling in 2022 are akin to the vibes that I felt in 2017 where I was ready to just like play, experiment, have fun, say what I want to say, crack a joke, crack another, really just hone my creative existence. And that's why I'm so excited to do this podcast because I feel like there's so many stories that I I mean, if you guys follow my Instagram stories, you'll know that there's like a lot of narratives that I've started. There's a lot of narratives that I've dropped just for various reasons, but now I have a place to talk about it. And that's that's tea and that's major. And um, I think there's so many chapters, there's so many layers to this, there's so many chapters, there's so many stories that I wanna tell. When I go outside in New York City, something happens, whether it's getting shot up on the East Side Highway, the FDR, on the way to the Victoria's Secret bombshell, Camilla Cabello pop-up on the High Line. It's, um, you know, following a woman wearing lime green socks down the street in a thunderstorm and then ending up on a street corner with a dude who asks if he could share my umbrella Like, it's there's so many things that happen, and I am very excited to have a place to talk about it. And also, um, there are those people, what are they called? I think they're called um, celebrities. And they are also doing interesting things all the time, or so I think. And so, again, I have a place now to talk about all of those things. And I'm very excited to kind of meld, um, the Harryverse with Hollywood, with Harrywood, with Manhattan, with all the things that are going on online, marrying them with all the things that are happening to me offline. And I'm I again, I just feel like I feel I feel like a like a podcaster phoenix rising from the podcasting ashes. And I'm so ready to be back on this mic. You guys, I could, I'm not going to kiss it, but I could, but I'm not going to. You guys, what does a book have? It has chapters. And that's exactly what we're going to have here. We are going to have so many chapters of fairy Tales that at the end, like, like the book is just going to keep getting, I want you to picture like a fairy tale book, not a fairy tale book. A hairy tale book. I want you to picture like a big juicy leather found in the attic. Blow it off, dust it off. I wonder what this contains. Well, I'm gonna tell you every single week what it contains. Because this is Harry Tales, and this is my new podcast. And I think I think I have a couple more things to say, but that'll be next time. So you guys, the dust has been blown off. We've carried the book down from the attic. I'm opening it here on the table right now. And I'm so excited for you guys to be here, to be listening. Thank you so much. For, for if, you're, if you're here from scrolling, thanks for waiting a year. If you're here from Instagram, thank you for um, interacting with my content. If you're here from Twitter, mm, fuck you. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, if you're here from TikTok, that's so sweet um hello children (laughs) no you guys i'm so excited to have you wherever you came from i'm so glad you found me harry tales is going to be a lot of fun and i can't wait to uh i can't wait i already when is tuesday i'm already ready for the next chapter so i hope you are um you guys i'm so excited to have you welcome to harry tales and i will talk to you next week